God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Well, we have a lot of things we want to cover today. Um, <clears throat> the election. And uh, a lot of things that are happening, like with uh, Hunter Biden. We have, uh, you know, the uh, House Committee, um, the Oversight Committee, that's uh, basically you know, subpoenaing the Hunter Biden and then Hunter Biden and Abby Lull are now going out there and saying they want to have a public hearing and make it public and they want to do it anytime in December and all kinds of stuff. So we're going to get to the bottom of that and learn a little bit more about what's going on there and the, the kind of moves that are being made. Some of it's disingenuous, obviously. The Bidens are always disingenuous because they're criminals. <laughs> we want to talk about Bidenomics and the retail numbers for Black Friday. The numbers are in. And, uh, you know, the thing is, is that they're fudging the numbers. They're trying to say that there's been record numbers. I can guarantee you one thing. There aren't records uh items there might be record money because the money itself is inflated not only is the money devalued the dollar is devalued but the amount of money that it takes to buy a specific product costs so much more than it used to that yeah naturally you know naturally you're going to have a higher dollar number because everybody's making 10% more money. But they're paying 30% more on the product that they buy. You know, I mean, I'm making those numbers up a little bit, but you get the idea that salaries are not commensurate with inflation and that people are still trying to take advantage of sales Although the retailers like Kohl's and Target 
have been busted for just putting a Black Friday sticker over top of over top of the old price. So it's not even a sale price, it's a gimmick. And they're getting busted. So we have an expose on that. Then there's this kid uh, from Kansas City that uh, dressed up like a Native American Indian. And they're trying to say that that's like blackface because he put on war paint. And as a Native American Indian, I say to anybody, any liberal that's complaining about blackface, don't even think about it. Don't even think about bringing your crap, your Marxist, liberal, intolerant crap, into and trying to make a victim out of Native American Indians. Because you know what? That didn't work for you. Okay? All that civil rights legislation, all that equity and affirmative action did not work for you. Since the 70s, since the 60s, did not work for you. And if it didn't work for you, it's not going to work for the Native American Indians either. So take your Democrat equity and shove it where the sun doesn't shine. Because we don't need it. We don't need your handouts. We don't need anything except for freedom, liberty, and equal justice. So stay out of our way, government. Get out of my way and let me live my life. I don't need your help. And frankly, I don't want it. If the kid wants to wear Native American Indian war paint, let him. It's fine by me. Don't worry about my feelings because your concern about my feelings and me being a victim is only a ploy for you to get into my pocket and win me win my vote and indoctrinate me into your program and I have nothing of interest with that. So that's what I would say. I mean, you know, shame on people who want to declare themselves victims from something that happened hundreds of years ago. Yeah, I mean, there is lineage and there is, you know, there there are the, the Rothschilds. If your name's Rothschild, you're probably going to be a little bit higher on the economic pole. Then that ain't going to buy you love. That, gonna, that ain't going to buy you happiness. Because last I checked, Beatles were right when they said money can't buy me love. Money can't buy me happiness. Money doesn't buy people happiness. You know, that comes from within, that comes from your faith, that comes from your your integrity, that comes from things that people can't take from you. Your hard work, your successes can't be taken from you. So, but the, the uh, Democrats are constantly, like right now, they're using the race card for everything. And we have a series of clips that sort of illustrate that. Just to highlight, put a spotlight on it. And then we got this whole election thing with DeSantis and uh, 
Nikki Haley and the Koch brothers are now endorsing Nikki Haley. Of course they are, because they stink. The Koch brothers are awful. And they're manipulative. And they're the, they're the globalists and the Paul Ryan supporters. They are the people that are wrong with the Republican Party. The liberals, they have, they have a Soros. And they have all kinds of rigging like Sam Bankman-Fried and all kinds of laundering with these wars. They get away with murder and all kinds of corruption, whether it's the impeachment, the fake impeachment, the Russian hoax, because they control the media. He who controls the media, he who controls the speech, he who controls the censorship controls everything. You think they're going to report the fact that uh, Zelensky just bought $75 million in votes? You think you're so tough because you have your boats? Yeah, I just saw that movie over the weekend, last past weekend, and Napoleon was a loser, man. Whew, bad movie. Bad, bad movie. Don't go and see Napoleon. It's a waste of time. You'll regret it. This guy, Jack Smith, he's like a little Napoleon, like he's a little, like little man syndrome. Half the dudes in the CIA and the State Department are little men syndrome. They they have all this power because of the pen that they pushed and the education that was bought for them and the languages they learned to speak. But it doesn't make them smart. It doesn't make them have common sense. They still couldn't horse trade with a horse cattle rancher. Speaking of... I'm actually in the middle of writing a farm story, an American farmer story for AARP. It's my latest story that I'm working on. And anyone listening out there that uh, knows the name and number of a farmer, American farmer, whether it's a cattle rancher or, you know, I need them to contact me because I'll put them in my article. It'll reach millions of people. So it'd be good brand uh, awareness for their farm. So this is just a side. This has nothing to do with the Scott Adams show. But I write for AARP, and I write these American stories. And you could search AARP, Scott Adams, and and uh, artificial intelligence, or, or credit card debt, or any of those things. And you'll find my articles. The latest one I put out was uh, about artificial intelligence for the holidays. But the one I'm working on now... Email scott at scottadamshow.com, scott at scottadamshow.com. If you know of a farmer and you can put me in touch with them, I'll give them a call and I'll interview them and put them in my article and they'll get featured with a link to their website or whatever they have and uh, it might be good for them. So that's just a little, and I'm, I have a deadline, so I'm, I'm actually working on it as we speak. After the show, that's what I'll be doing working on that article. So email scott at scottadamshow.com if you know uh, any farmers, whether it's uh, eggs, dairy, beef, cattle, rice, you name it, corn, wheat, it doesn't matter. From any area in the United States, 
uh, email me and give me a way that, that I can contact them and I'll, uh, I'll put them in my article. All right. So let's get started because we got a bunch of stuff going on. DeSantis, Nikki Haley, establishment. I, I don't see the point in even discussing it. It's Trump's party now. No, no, no way are we turning back the clock and going back to the Bush dynasty. We saw what they did to Ken Paxton, those dirty, rotten scandal scoundrels. What they did to Ken Paxton in Texas, Carl Rove and Paul Ryan and the Bush dynasty, they want to put a nail in the coffin to the populists like Trump, like Millet, Javier Millet from Argentina, or that new guy that won the election up in the Netherlands, or Georgia Maloney from Italy. I mean, all of this is starting to happen. Even Australia and New Zealand are starting to revolt and reject globalism. You got that French guy that is just such a rock star up in Canada that's going to probably beat the pants off of Justin Trudeau. But we got to get ahead of the election rigging. And so today we're going to also talk a little bit about election fraud. Because we can't win it if it's rigged. And we have to fix this. We need election campaign reforms. And it seems to me that the Republicans, rhinos, establishment, don't want to fix the problem just as much as the Democrats don't. All right, so let's start. Let's start this show off. We're going to talk about, we're going to start with Hunter Biden. I have this clip just from this morning, uh, Maria Bartiroma, talking about the subtle nuances of what the Oversight Committee is doing, which is they subpoenaed Hunter Biden. Then Hunter Biden responds, and they wanted Hunter Biden to come in on December 13th. But then Hunter Biden and his attorney responded and says, we'll come in anytime and we'll make it public and the whole ball of wax. But there's some nuances and caveats to this. Let's take a listen. So Hunter Biden is offering to testify publicly in a public open forum before the House Oversight Committee next month. But House Republicans are pushing back, saying that Hunter does not get to set the terms of a congressional subpoena. Fox Business's Hillary Vaughn is covering the story this morning. Hillary. Good morning, Maria. Well, Hunter Biden's lawyers responded to House Republicans' subpoena for a closed-door deposition with a counteroffer. He's requesting a public hearing broadcast to the world so he can make his case out in the open on live TV. But Republicans say Hunter Biden demanding Republicans put him at center stage at a public hearing is trying to make himself the star of the show in a probe that ultimately is about his dad, an impeachment inquiry into President Biden, not him. Everyone has the right to plead the fifth, but, you know, according to Hunter Biden's attorney today, he wants to come forward. And I think that's great. Give him an opportunity. He's going to have due process. He's going to be able to answer some questions. But this isn't about Hunter Biden. This is an investigation by Congress of Joe Biden for potential corruption. 
Democrats say Hunter Biden should be allowed to control the terms and should not have to talk in secret. The top Democrat on the House Oversight Committee, ranking member Jamie Raskin, saying this, quote, what an epic humiliation for our colleagues and what a frank confession that they are simply not interested in the facts. Chairman Comer's insistence that Hunter Biden's interview should happen behind closed doors proves it once again. What the Republicans fear most is sunlight and the truth. Now, Republicans are not saying no to a public hearing. They say he will have a chance to talk publicly, but first he has to show up and talk to them in a closed door format where the emphasis is on fact finding, not on trying to create viral moments. Maria? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's a really important point, Hillary, because when they're just coming back and saying, oh, he doesn't get to set the terms, they need to explain why. In a public right. forum, you've got lawmakers get five minutes to ask a question, and then it goes Republican lawmaker, Democrat, just five minutes, and then you move on. In a closed-door hearing, you have an hour where lawmakers can do follow-up questions. So obviously you'll be getting more information from him in the closed-door meeting. That's what Republicans are not communicating. Exactly, Maria. And what's interesting and should be pointed out, Democrats, when they were conducting their impeachment into former President Trump, they conducted dozens of closed door depositions for weeks and defended the process. They were criticized at the time for doing things in secret behind closed doors. They defended it, saying it's necessary to make sure witnesses are not cooperating testimony, hearing what someone says in a public hearing and then repeating that in their own testimony. So they said it was a way to ensure that the process was fair and transparent and ultimately got to the facts, to the bottom and to the truth. Maria? And that's what we want. The truth. Hillary, thank you. Hillary Vaughn in D.C. this morning. Joining me right now is New York Congresswoman Elise Stefanik. She is the chairwoman of the House Republican Conference and a member of the House Intelligence Committee uh, as well. Uh, chairwoman, great to see you this morning. Thanks so much for being here. Can you uh, settle this for us? What is the difference between a public a hearing and a hearing that's behind closed doors? Why is the Oversight Committee pushing that it has to be behind closed doors. Well, Maria, exactly what you said. In an open public hearing, you see the Democrats turn this into a charade. It's five minutes on each side. And it doesn't allow you to get to the facts in a deposed manner. A closed-door hearing allows a legal definition. That is the only compliance with the Republican subpoena. It allows you to follow the facts, to ask follow-up questions. And that is incredibly important when we're doing this investigative work in part of this impeachment inquiry. And my colleague, Chairman Comer, is exactly correct. This is not about Hunter Biden. This is about Joe Biden and whether or not he is compromised. I believe he is fully compromised, and I believe that as we continue uncovering evidence, we will see that this is the greatest political corruption scandal of our lifetime. But that can only be found if we're able to follow the evidence in a closed-door deposition. And, of course, we welcome an open hearing for the American people to see, but there has to be a closed-door deposition with a long-form interview with all of the witnesses. And I will point out, Maria, Democrats, when they were in the majority, they demanded demanded that there be closed-door depositions. And Jamie Raskin, who you quoted beforehand, or the reporter quoted, said it was unacceptable, for example, for Steve Bannon to appear publicly and not comply with the deposition. So now the shoe's on the other foot, and the Democrats want to wipe away their previous statements. Yeah, I- yeah no, I, I got to tell you, I saw this appear uh, online and uh, yesterday, and I, I was a little confused myself. And I knew that the audience, I, I, th- I suspected that the audience, my audience, w- would be confused about this. Oh, uh, is Hunter Biden and Abby Lowell calling the Republicans bluff? Do they really got nothing? You know, that kind of thing. 
And you just heard it explained perfectly in great detail. And I think that's important. So Kyle Becker writes, Hunter Biden is willing to testify in a public hearing before the House Oversight Committee. Mr. Chairman, we take you up on your offer, is what Abby Lowell wrote in the uh, uh, letter to, uh, to, to the committee. Um, but you just heard it. So, so basically, there it is. Now, we got another bombshell. So it's uh, Special Counsel Jack Smith sought Twitter data. Now, he's the guy going after um, Trump. So he sought Twitter data on all lists of Twitter users who have favorited or retweeted tweets posted by Trump. DOJ ordered sweep of Trump's Twitter data for everyone who liked, followed, or retweeted Trump. Do you believe that? What scum? The release of the warrant follows Twitter opposing the search warrant as well as accompanying gag order, arguing that the gag order violated the company's First Amendment right to communication with Trump and that Trump may have legal standing to raise his executive privilege rights to block the warrant. Twitter was ultimately unsuccessful in its opposition to the DOJ, with Obama-appointed District Judge Beryl Howell also fining the company $350,000 in February for failing to meet a deadline for complying with the warrant. An appeals court upheld all of Howell's decisions. Wow. We have a rigged justice system. So the Department of Justice demanded that Twitter hand over a list of users who engaged with Donald Trump's post in reaction to the Jack Smith's J6 investigation in relation to. This means many of you have been targeted. Smith demanded Twitter provide data on all lists of Twitter users who have favorited or retweeted tweets posted for Trump, by Trump, as well as by tw- uh, all tweets that include the u- username associated with the account I mentions or replies. Jack Smith also demanded Trump's drafted tweets as well as his DMs, enemy of the people. What kind of government are we living in right now? So this is interesting. The whole Black Friday gimmick no longer works. So, you know, this would be maybe not even that big of a story if it wasn't for the... um fact that the White House press secretary uh, lied through her teeth. She lied through her teeth. And she's lying all the way when it comes to, um, you know, what she's saying about the economy. Let's take a listen. Uh, This holiday season, families are seeing lower prices on everyday items from gas to groceries as as holiday shopping starts. Shelves are stocked and prices for toys, TVs, and used vehicles are all down from last year. And we just saw record Black Friday sales. Uh, this Stock. So the shelves are stocked and we're seeing record sales. Prices are down and sales are up. That's what she's saying. 
And in the real world, sort of like reminds me of the empty hospitals on COVID. The hospitals are overwhelmed. They're slammed. They're full of capacity. People are dying in the streets. And then these reporters, these investigative journalists are driving their bikes by the, every hospital in Manhattan and they're empty. Ghost town. The only person that's there is a security guy that says you're not allowed to take any video. Let's take a listen to this to see this is boots on the ground. So the whole Black Friday gimmick no longer works. And as you can see, all the stores were completely empty. These videos that I'm about to show you is going to absolutely <clears throat> blow your mind, all right? So not only are they putting stickers over the regular price and pretending like they're on sales price, they thought that all the gifts were going to go off the shelf like those pumpkin pies. But if you look here in 2010, there were people that were getting trampled trying to make it to the stores to get these deals. And they used to actually have deals. And people would make it there early in the morning to go and fight uh, for these deals, which was crazy, I thought then. But this is crazy. Look at 2023. They've got all these, all this stuff out for the same exact price. Check out what, what this guy's uh, saying. It's 8.55 in the morning. This guy's in Target. I had to take the music out. He had music that, uh, you know, it, it would flag the video. He said that there's a huge difference in what's happening now compared to uh, five years ago, even three years ago. And it's because everyone right now is struggling is what this guy says. And then they expect us to give all their money to the industry. Absolutely not. People are not stupid. And a lot of people uh, are struggling to even pay their bills. And this guy's right. Look at the difference. Absolutely no one. And I remember a few years ago, it was packed around this time. And look, $5 deals don't exist anymore. If you look at all this, he said there's no deals. And there's multiple videos going viral that I'm going to be posting today that they are actually marking the price up and going back down to the original price. People are in Walmart scanning items that are on sale. And that's the price they are online. So you see that. Um, that's just one tip of it. <clears throat> I have a lot to say about this, but here <clears throat> someone else says some, some of it has to do with people don't want to deal with the thugs that are going around looting the stores. That's true. People are losing interest in shopping for overpriced products while watching street thugs looting the same products off the shelves with zero consequence. Amazon is safer and more convenient. Just wait until they start selling cars online next year. The auto market is doomed. People are underwater with regard to um, their car payments and their house pay home payments because of inflation everywhere else you turn. And people are really upset about it. They're starting to have to dig into their 401ks. Take a listen to this woman right here. I don't know. I don't know why I'm making this video, but like I feel like my husband and I are doing everything right. We both have good jobs. I'm a nurse. I'm a registered nurse. I work full time. He works full time. We just got paid this past Friday, right? We paid the mortgage. Bought some groceries. Put some gas in the car. And guys, it is Tuesday. And we have like two or three hundred dollars to last us until next Friday. 
Like, we don't live in a big house. We we live in a little, just a little ranch. It's 1,100 square feet, three bedrooms, one bath, us and our two kids. And like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm in school full-time. I work full-time. He works more than full-time. He works overtime every week. I don't know what to do. So, you know, that's just heartbreaking. And then um, people, uh, retirees, are having to dip into their 401k. Take a listen. Yesterday, Bloomberg reported that hardship withdrawals from retirement accounts are soaring. Turns out now we know why consumers are spending their rating the 401k because cat food is, in a pinch, edible. According to a study by Fidelity Investments, last year 2.3% of American workers, that's almost a million, took a hardship withdrawal from their retirement accounts, which is up 30% on the year. It was even worse for those with a 401k. For them, 2.8% took a hardship withdrawal, including so-called in-service withdrawals. The number was 3.2%. Why are they withdrawing? The top two reasons given were avoiding eviction or foreclosure, so losing their house, and unpaid medical bills. This point, fully one in six American workers is carrying an outstanding loan on their retirement accounts, which is up nearly half a million on the year. As Bloomberg put it, quote, Americans are increasingly tapping their retirement savings amid higher cost of living pressures, adding that Americans outside the wealthiest 20%, so the bottom 80% of us, have, quote, run out of extra savings generated during the pandemic and now have less cash than when COVID began. Keep in mind, these are Americans with jobs, so we can only imagine what's happening to people who don't have full-time income. So what's next? Brought to you by Unchained. The background here is pandemic savings soared, propping up consumer spending, but that is now apparently running out. Hardship withdrawals now join record credit card balances, paying 21% interest as worrying signs that Americans are draining out financially. A recent survey found that 57% of Americans can't cover an unexpected $1,000 cost, and now millions more are on their way. When they are tapped, they will stop spending, dragging down receipts across the economy, and so much for the soft landing. More important, soaring withdrawals are pulling down retirement savings. So the average 401k balance was just over $107,000 last year. That's down $4,000 in just three months. If you're earning 5% returns a year, 107000 would give you a monthly retirement income of precisely $448.75. Even with Social Security, that's just over 2000 to live on. So imagine living on 2000 with no job right now. Finally, Congress plans a new rule in 2024 to make it even easier to withdraw retirement savings. Millions of Americans likely will. That would give a boost to consumer spending just in time for the election. It could even soften that landing at the expense of millions more drained out at retirement age. So you see, they're kicking the can down the road with mechanisms like that, where they're making it easier for you to do the wrong thing and pulling out of your insurance because you are pulling out your retirement funds so that you can sugarcoat you know, basically your way through 
uh, the next year or two. But at some point, it's going to catch up. And a lot of people are suggesting, a lot of serious thinkers are suggesting that this is planned, meaning that uh, they know that the economies and and the uh, currencies are going to collapse just in time for the digital currency to kick in. So they're rolling out this digital currency that's going to have a whole different thing associated with it than real money. It's all going to be virtual, and they'll be able to disguise it in all kinds of different ways. So it's it's not even going to be printing money anymore. It's going to be basically just typing in on a spreadsheet money and value. It's going to be a whole different thing. It's going to be further away removed from the gold standard. So the cost of living is going through the roof, according to this woman. Let's take a listen to this uh, quick clip here. We're all struggling struggling each day um the cost of living is quadrupled um just to get groceries has now costed me a second mortgage let's be serious i have eight people to feed in my house it's literally between 12 to 1400 dollars a month just to have groceries in my house so now my credit that's been great my pretty much my entire life because i've always believed if you can't if you can't buy it, don't have it. So I've never had credit cards till recently. Last couple of years, I've had to get credit cards just to get by certain things, um, school clothes or certain uh, Christmas. Let's talk about that. Uh, extra added expenses when I'm already struggling. My mortgage gets paid every month, but it's not the first of the month. It's definitely at the end of the month. It, I mean, my bills are getting paid, but I'm falling behind every single day because I have to pick and choose which bills to go behind on so I have groceries in my house. Literal groceries in my house, guys. That's Bidenomics for you. And they want to tell you something completely different. Bank of America just released a report showing 401k hardship withdrawals are up 36% from second quarter 2022 through second quarter 2023. At the same time, 401k balances increased almost 10% while contributions rates remained steady. Uh, Let's go ahead and take a caller. Uh, Caller, you're on the air. Morning, Scott. Good morning. (laughs) Um, You know, these these stories uh, that you're playing about people that are uh, telling about their hardships, there seems to be one running theme in these stories and that's that they have a lot of kids. Do yeah. you think this is part of, uh, part oh, yeah. of the yeah. depopulation yeah. program? Yeah. You've heard of cow flatulence, right? How about human flatulence? So it's all about yeah. climate. It's all about depopulation. And that's what this whole thing about woke is. That's what the whole DEI thing is. That's what the whole, uh, every time you turn on Netflix, you see a gay couple, right? Or you see a trans Mm. couple or trans whatever. And and the thing about it is, is that they can't have children. So they push this Mm. woke agenda where everybody, it's okay to be gay because a gay couple can't have children. And what they want to do, everybody that supports homosexuality, like as a religion, also supports depopulation. 
Do, do you think there's a connection yeah. there? Possibly. Yeah, and that's what this whole thing about, you know, depopulation is about. It's about, hey, you know, we're going to make it so you can't afford to have kids. Even for the straight you know, couples, yeah, they can have kids. That's what, yeah, and they want to make people think that, God, you know, these people, all these people have kids and they're barely making it, you know, maybe we should put off having kids or, you know. Uh, you know, and, and, and not only that, the, it's uh, conditioning you to go to a 15-minute city because... Generally speaking, rural families have more kids than, and suburban, suburban families and rural families have more kids than city folk do. Mm-hmm. You know, that, uh, to the uh, story about the kid with the face paint? Yeah. Uh, whatever happened to uh, imitation is just a serious form of flattery. Yeah, well, you know, I've been saying this for a long time. You know, taking the uh, Redskins off of the Washington Redskins helmet um, did a lot of damage to the Native American Indians. I'm a Virginia Indian. My father was a chief. And um, it hurts us because our biggest challenge is not being forgotten, is our legacy, is our history, is pushing this whole thing and making it so people acknowledge that we were here in the beginning of the foundation of this country. We were here before it was formed. And uh, there were pilgrim Indians from the 1600s and and uh, you know and then the migration west and there was a lot of history to all that. And and the thing is is that to honor us on a helmet or you know to have a spear in the 50 yard line and for people to wear jerseys and wave their tomahawks around was a great thing for Native American Indians. It was a well, source yeah, of pride. Well, yeah, because these teams, they, these teams, they pick their names, you know, to, to be intimidating and to make them sound tough. Yeah. You know? Warriors. So if they call themselves Indians or Chiefs Braves. or Redskins, it's like they're saying, you know, these are people that we think are strong and tough. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it's and, really and, and, and they're, they're erasing us. They're erasing us just like they want to erase Jefferson. Just like they want to erase Washington or even Lincoln, they want to erase everything because they don't want a history. They want to start, it's like Cloward and Piven, they want to tear it down and then build it up with their own set, uh, their own storyline, their own narrative, their own guidelines, their own regulations, their own restrictions, their own rules, their own laws. Well, the problem is, is they don't know what they want to build it into. They just want to tear it down. Well, and they don't even have one That's ounce of integrity thing. that the Founding Fathers had. The The Founding Fathers really had great integrity. They may have made their mistakes or, you know, but but before we judge them, let's live a, let's live a year in their shoes. They were living in a completely different time. And so the thing is, is that, um, you know, uh, I could just imagine what these soy boy tranny uh, teachers that talk about cisgender this and 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 uh, gender dysphoria that um, for them to be uh, setting into place a constitution that lasts 250 years for millions of people to to have yeah. freedom and liberty, they couldn't do it. They can't even you tie know, their um, own shoelaces. Yeah. Um, about this, the the CBDCs. Uh, have you heard about Australia uh, t- 
changing now in uh, in uh, I guess the EU. All going to uh, CBDC. Yeah, it's not by mistake that it's all happening at once. It's all planned. People, you know, cash is freedom. You know, cash. I think a part, a big part of freedom is anonymity. You know, being right. able to, to do your life without being tracked and monitored. Right. Hey, well, thank you for calling in today. Take. All right. Thanks. All right. Take care. Bye. All right, so you know, I'm watching this uh, loop, uh, this tweet where it says, "Who needs Black Friday when oh, Friday sales when you could just steal?" So you got all this looting, you get all this crime, you get defund the police, you get the whole liberal Marxist re- uh, reparations agenda, equity, whatever you want to call it, and you know, it's always the same groups that are stealing and uh, ruining it for everybody else. You go through the stores and everything's locked up. Everything. You go to a pharmacy and every one of the shelves has locks on it. You can't even shop like a civilized person anymore because of this multiculturalism, right? Yeah, how's that working for you? You know, and so the other thing, you know, Nancy Pelosi walks into a boutique on Rodeo Drive and gets treated like royalty. Um. You know, remember COVID? She was in the hair salon, didn't have to wear a mask, was served a, you know, a drink and whatever. You know, who needs Black Friday? But here's the thing. So Amazon's taking advantage of this because people are just saying, oh, I'm going to buy from, buy online, get the best price I can. It'll be delivered to my door and I don't have to deal with getting shot. Okay. Now they're getting into the car market and companies like CarMax are going to go under. Because Amazon already struck a deal with Hyundai, and they're about to strike a deal with all kinds of car manufacturers. You're going to be buying your next car on Amazon. It's going to be happening in about a year to two years from now. And how that's going to change the auto market, which is also getting crushed right now. It's insane what's going on in our societies. And it's all going to be digital this Black Friday craziness. I'm curious to see how the retail sales come in for this year's Black Friday. Fact that you could barely even get through here. So okay. this is the mall where I work on Black Friday at almost 9 a.m. See, there's just a smattering of people here and there, but I can tell you about 10 to 15 years ago, Black Friday, you, it was so packed that you could barely even get through here. So, you see, no one's going brick and mortar anymore. It's all done online. Nobody's doing it. Uh, people aren't driving their own cars anymore. They're taking Lyfts and Ubers. and they're, it's, it's a whole different time. You got this one, uh, Black Friday scams, stickers. They busted coals right here. Just peel it off. So they're peeling off these stickers and seeing the same price underneath the sticker. So, you know... Especially because you have these cameras everywhere. Everybody's sort of investigative reporting on their own. You mean the super woke store Target is fake pricing? Yep, that's what they're doing. It's the same. Black Friday deal? I don't get it. That's a deal? So they slide the uh, Black Friday off and they they get the same price. 
So social media is lying about Black Friday. A lot of people are shocked by some of the headlines stating Black Friday shoppers spent a record $9.8 billion in U.S. online sales, up 7.5% from last year. But this is a perfect example of how the media can be misleading. But don't worry, I paid attention in economics class and study media literacy so you didn't have to. Everyone saw that stores were empty. Deals were not dealing. And inflation has been kicking our butt all year. So let's talk about the real numbers. So the total increase in all sales for Black Friday 2023 is only 2.5%. The article is saying that the portion of the sales that are online increased by 7.5%. Not the total sales. None of these numbers are adjusted to inflation, by the way. Inflation is around 3.2%. So if total sales increase 2.5%, but inflation is 3.2%, then that means that there was an actual loss on Black Friday. Because our dollars and purchasing power holds less value than they did in 2022. It's also important to note that the amount of sales made through a buy now, pay later program has increased by 47%. Buy now, pay later. They may want us to believe our economy is better in better shape than what it was but companies are ind- and individuals are feeling the shift right now. So CNBC, CNBC posted online, Black Friday shoppers spent a record $9.8 billion in U.S. online sales. Upset, but that's because everything's more expensive. They're buying less. And not only that, the dollar's worth less. So naturally, the numbers are going to be higher. But what you're actually getting is, is less. So Target caught offering same prices for Black Friday deals. It's the same. I don't get it. So, you know, it's all over the place. Now, when we were talking about the Native American, the young boy who was labeled as wearing blackface by Deadspin. Deadspin was the sporting outfit uh, news organization. His name's Holden Amenta. His mother, Shannon Amenta, confirmed that her son was the one at the middle of the controversy on the Facebook page, it gets even better. Chiefs player Saul Holden during the game and decided to join him with his tomahawk chop. Black players on the teams were so offended by the blackface that they copied Holden's chop. What an embarrassment for Deadspin. So they were so offended that the kid was called out for blackface that they joined him. So, you know, we don't need to be treated like victims. Native American Indians don't need any part of that Marxist liberal nonsense. Stay away from me. I don't need your help. I don't need your protection. Nick Sandman was slandered by the media as a racist for standing still and not saying anything. Kyle Rittenhouse was slandered and called a white supremacist by the media for defending his life. Now the media is trying to slander a young Chiefs fan for being racist against black people. Why is the media so intent on ruining the lives of young white boys? It's kind of crazy, really, when you think about it. So so sports news site Deadspin is trying to ruin the life of a young Kansas City Chiefs fan by claiming he is wearing blackface. The kid should sue them into oblivion. 
So Deadspin slanders this kid for dressing up like a Native American Indian. Then you got a moron like the Chicago mayor, Brandon Johnson, lashes out and blames right-wing extremists for Chicago's problems. Let's take a listen. Well, there has to be better coordination. You know, what we've seen is a very raggedy form um, instituted by right-wing extremism. Um, Everyone knows that the right-wing extremism in this country has targeted democratically ran cities. And quite frankly, uh, they've been very intentional about going after democratically ran cities that are led by people of color. And their whole motivation is to create disruption and chaos because that's what this, that particular party has been about. Right? This is the same political party that did not want to accept that President Obama was actually an American. It's the same Republican right-wing extremism that stormed the Capitol. It's the same right-wing extremism that refuses to accept the results of the Civil War. It's Obama is a Manchurian candidate, number one. And number two, he's a fraud. Number three, J6 was an infiltration from the FBI. So this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. And I'm not white. I'm Native American. So raggedy It's disrespectful. It's mean spirited. It's an unclean spirit, quite frankly. And so so I got you. I got you. I just want to make sure that people understand what we're facing. Incredible. Um, So. Emerald Robinson writes this, Trump versus DeSantis is not your problem right now. Your problem right now, the voting machines. The problem right now, the worthless GOP working with Democrats to stop election reform. You must get rid of these losers. I agree. Forget about Trump versus DeSantis for a moment. The real issue is that uniparty clowns like Mitt Romney were allowed to pose as GOP leaders for so long. Why didn't the Utah GOP primary this goofball a long time ago? Mitt Romney says he would vote for a Democrat over Trump and or Vivek Ramaswamy because they have denounced globalism. You got this nonsense here where you get this... Uh, this person, uh, they, they want to segregate in schools now. <laughs> High school has expanded a program to address its learning gap, and it lets students voluntarily segregate by race. The classes started back in 2019. Advocates say they can make students feel more comfortable and perform better at school. Emily Fenn is joining us right now to explain. Emily. Well, Adrian, good morning. Uh, This is certainly an interesting one, sparking some debate. It is a voluntary segregation program that's being implemented at a high school right outside of our News Nation Chicago studio in Evanston, Illinois. The program has... It's crazy, right? You got a black mayor there. I mean, it's like unbelievable. So it's just complete and total and utter nonsense. Um, Voter fraud is alive and well. Um, and this is how they're staying in power. Even local officials are looking into allegations of attempted voter fraud in Lawrence, and we've exclusively obtained video footage from a Lawrence man's home appearing to show a woman removing ballots from his mailbox. There's that. There's ballot stuffing. There's all kinds of things going on. They're finding election fraud almost everywhere you turn. People are getting 20 mail uh, ballots in the mail from... People that lived in an address to an apartment that lived that hasn't been there for 10 years. So it's kind of crazy what's going on there. Um, you got Ukraine's Zelensky caught buying $75 million in luxury yachts 
with U.S. money. Two different guys bought these yachts. And what else do I have for you? Oh, check this out. Okay, so this woke stuff. People are so confused about their own wokeism. It's so funny to listen to a clip like this. Take a listen. Can you identify as a black person? No. Why? Because I'm not black. I'm not a woman, but I can identify as, as a woman, according to you. If you transition, maybe. What defines a transition? If that's your goal, you know? If you believe it. Sure. If you believe you're black, why aren't you black? Well, that's just not, that's like genetics. That's like ancestry. You're also born a man or a woman. It's the same thing. That's also genetics. Okay, I'm over it. (laughs) She couldn't answer it, right? So the thing is, is when you have people that uh, say a man can have a baby, it's because they're basically suggesting that uh, a person who identifies with a man who happens to be a woman biologically can have a baby. It's confusing. It's so stupid. It's crazy, right? Um, exact moment when the liberal host realizes free Palestine is anti-Semitic. Well, Ken, uh, Jen Psaki uh, was, was basically pushing that agenda. Elon Musk gets irritated uh, by this reporter. Let's take a listen to this one. This is short enough that we can get through it. You do some tweets that seem to be, or at least give support to some who would call others conspiracy theories. For example, even today, Elon, you tweeted this thing about George Soros. When you do something like that, do you Yeah, think I think about, that's true. That's my opinion. Okay, but why share it? Why share it when people who buy Teslas may not agree with you? Advertisers on Twitter may not agree with you. Freedom of speech, I'm allowed to say what I want. You wanted. absolutely are, but I'm trying to understand, do your tweets hurt the company are there advertisers on twitter that will come and say you gotta stop man i can't get these ads because of some of the things you tweet you know i'm reminded of the scene in the princess bride where he confronts the person who killed his father and he says offer me money offer me power i don't care I'll say what I want to say, and if the consequence of that is losing money, so be it. So that's it's really powerful, right? He's basically saying, you can't buy me my speech. You can't buy that. That's not for sale. I got one more thing. UN to ask Americans to reduce meat eating to fight climate change in new global food systems instructions by the United Nations. Also, um, uh, we got this, uh, well, we're going to save this audio for tomorrow. Um, but, uh, in any case, we have to fight back. We're at a, uh, we're in a cultural war, a war of information and, uh, a war against tyranny, uh, from people who want to control everything that you do. And we talk about it every day, but... You know, check out magapack.org and make a donation if you can to keep the Scott Adams Show commercial free. Also to find out how we're advancing America First policies with our words and our thoughts and our research. Also use Red State over at mypillow.com. And with that, we'll see you next time on the radio. Goodbye, everybody.